0: Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Hayden Jones, the Director of Business Development at Benchley, a Texas-based software company specializing in litigation document automation. Hi, Hayden, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Ari. Thanks for having me today. It's good to see you. It's
0: great to see you. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Benchley.
1: I discovered a passion for the law actually during a business law class during my undergrad. And I really haven't looked back since. I uh, went to school originally to study business. And when I realized that there was a way where I could combine those two passions of the law and business, I was doing some research and was able to find that there was a At the time, this was 2015, a lesser known sector called legal technology. And once I discovered that that was an actual space that is well known for intersecting law and business, I kind of jumped right in and I haven't looked back since. About a, a year after that, I had the opportunity to join a small legal startup called Benchley at the time. And I was employee number one and I was given full reign to create the company into what it is today. So we've obviously grown as most companies do and are enjoying those successes. And what we really did is we started as a legal research company. We acquired a database and we went and went out there and wanted to pitch research to anybody that would listen. And that went well, but shortly thereafter, we pivoted from that and we jumped into document automation for litigation specifically. So we have a few tools that help with that, including our brief review tool that'll review briefs from opposing counsel or maybe your own briefs. And then we also have a Microsoft Word add-in that allows users to create a table of authority and checks accuracy within their briefs, checks the citations, those types of functionalities. But we still do offer our our research to this day. Uh, We do keep our database current, but we really kind of transform the company to follow the document automation trajectory, so to speak.
0: How are law firms and legal professionals using your applications?
1: So there's three main boxes, I guess, that our technology checks for people. Number one, it's efficiency. And efficiency in the legal technology space can be sometimes a great thing, or it should be anyway. And other times there could be objections such as, well, you know, my billable hours, or this is how we've always done it. You know, change and adoption for all technology in law firms is not the quickest as it may be in other sectors, but through that, we're able to offer them efficiency And then probably most importantly, accuracy. So briefs are obviously very forward facing work product of any law firm. Even if you're a solo practitioner, you know, your name is on the brief and your law firm's name is on the brief. When you have uh, typos or maybe some kind of facts that don't line up, or or you maybe even contradict yourself, you know, it it could be in worst case, probably harmful to your reputation. And, you know, obviously you file that with the court and they Judges typically don't like to see errors in briefs either. So we work with accuracy. And then we also just kind of falls under efficiency as well. But we free up time to really allow attorneys and their staff, whomever may be building a table of authorities or reviewing these documents, trying to pull case law from opposing counsel's brief, for example, we give them time back to do more high value work for their clients. So they're able to do more work focused on crafting a strategy or a winning position. And uh, that's really the key ways that we serve law firms and help them in their own business.
0: How are these organizations and your clients using document automation beyond litigation?
1: Beyond litigation, we're able to use, or you're able to use easy briefs, for example, to check any cited authority, any types of, really any authority, statutes, regulations. So you're able to kind of go in there and you can draft a document that's maybe not a brief or a motion. And you're still able to go in and make sure that those citations are formatted correctly. And you're still able to ensure that everything is basically lined up the way that you probably intended it when you were authoring or drafting it, but it may not have come out that way due to just natural typos or whatever uh, transpositions you may encounter. So we're, we're really able to kind of reach out beyond litigation, so to speak, and serve really anybody that's doing any document drafting. And we do it conveniently right within Microsoft Word is Ari, I'm sure you've acknowledged in the in the past few years, there's been a pretty big dynamic shift in people or people tech legal technology companies building Microsoft Word add-ins, going to where the lawyers are, where they're working, getting in that environment, and being as convenient as possible to pop up to allow their products to be just easily accessible and very uh, capable tools for anybody that's drafting any legal documents, even contracts. Where's the line, though? How
0: should legal teams balance their human talent and their technological efficiency?
1: Truthfully, even though we have subject matter experts on staff, I myself, part of our training, believe it or not, is to, I'll go down the table of authorities route for this, build a table of authorities from scratch. We really want our internal staff to know what the problem is that we're solving. But there is no denying it takes a high degree of human talent, to use your words build a table of authorities in this example, or check citations or pull cases and make sure that you've done everything and quite literally cross T's and dot I's to ensure that your brief is 100% accurate and free from any errors. And to go to a seasoned attorney or any legal professional that builds table of authorities, as I mentioned earlier, briefs are a very forward facing document that's a reflection of whomever's name, the law firm and the attorney that's on the cover page of the brief, it's a reflection of the hard work that they put in. And when you go to them and say, hey, I know you've been doing it this way for a long time and you're very proud of the accuracy that you're able to accomplish naturally. And when you go to them and say, but I have something that will completely alleviate that and you won't really have to rely on your skills that you've developed over the last few decades. When you go to an attorney or any legal professional that has those skills and really is seasoned, I don't want to use the word insulting, but there is a barrier there where they say, well, this not only this is the way that I've always done it. I've I've even heard people say I find this therapeutic or it's just natural to me at this point. And when you try and introduce technology in that scenario I just gave, yes, of course, it can be challenging. I mentioned the adoption of legal technology earlier is also slower than some sectors and industries. But I think if you really show anybody that's willing to listen, the value that any document automation product can bring to a practice and why it's going to solve their problems, how it's going to, in our case, increase efficiency, increase accuracy, preserve a firm's reputation. When you get down to the root cause of a problem and what that problem is, I think at that point, then you can kind of get over the hurdle where human talent and technology are supposed to meet.
0: With that in mind, do you expect to see changes in legal education and training based on the tasks that humans no longer need to
1: perform? I do. We're already seeing uh, some bar associations that are requiring CLEs have at least a 1 hour on technology or have some kind of technological component. The uh, law schools are even adopting technology into their curriculums and we even have law professors and law students come to us and say, "I I would like to help my students learn how to do this for their own practices, or law students, on the other hand, are coming and saying, I would really like to you know, adopt this and, and stay current with the times, not even ahead of the times, but current with the times, and really try and automate my uh, documents, whichever, whatever they may be. So I believe that with all legal technology, it, it is a matter of education and going down to the just the very start of a person's legal career in the law schools and continuing that education through CLEs, as I mentioned, You know, many companies host webinars, workshops, clinics. There are tons of resources out there on how to, again, increase efficiency and boost accuracy on, on your work product. So I, I think the shift toward education is an important one, and it's one that we're already seeing. But like anything else, can be improved upon. And I'm sure we'll see more of it in the coming few years.
0: So how do you see the document drafting and review space evolving?
1: Document drafting has been, if you look at it historically, even if you take the legal component out of it, document drafting is constantly evolving. So if you even think about using Word 2007 and how the features and functionality design compared to what we have today, and then I am not qualified to speak on using a typewriter or any of the uh, early keyboards, but I, I can imagine that those processes I, I am processes qualified, and I assure
0: you, this is better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. you're. From what I've heard, not my experience, it is. But when you look at just those pieces of technology, how they have evolved, and you kind of throw in the ingredient or the perspective of legal technology document automation, documents themselves are a major component of legal work in the legal profession. And for them not to evolve for the way documents are drafted, the way table of authorities, for example, are created and produced, for those not to evolve, just it would not make sense, I guess you could say. It wouldn't really keep up with where our industry is going. You see uh, e-discovery and contracts are huge right now. And the way that they're evolving and of course, chat GPT is very heavily discussed right now, especially coming into the legal tech conference circuit, and I'm sure will continue to be discussed throughout this year and into next. You see those types of major evolutions in technology, and you can only speculate what will come next, how we'll improve what the technology we have and where it'll go from here and how we can really boost productivity while maybe not increasing the amount of time it takes to achieve our desired result for a work product. This
0: is Ari Kaplan speaking with Hayden Jones, the Director of Business Development at Benchley, a Texas-based software company specializing in litigation document automation. Hayden, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com or Ari Kaplan to learn more.